And welcome back to the Podmore Get Better Podcast. Today is Saturday, December 15th, 2018. Will, before we go any further, Ooh. we've got a hot deal on Facebook right now. Ooh. I want to get our list, listeners on this right away. Are, are they giving away free virtual tees? What's going on? No, even better. Ooh. There is availability of a public machine for your house. Someone this morning, or maybe late last night, depending on their intoxication level, guy named Benji Worley out of Las Vegas, Nevada, is offering up the deal of a lifetime. This is a machine that is intended for public play, but can be in your house. Really? Yeah. I I haven't seen that on the IT website? Yeah, I haven't either. It's a very rare opportunity. $3,200 is his asking price, uh, and that's a steal. I mean, you can clearly do hole and win on it. Prize play, update that. Get in on that. That is a money-making opportunity. So I just want to start off the podcast by making sure our listeners knew about that and start the bidding. Yeah, you, you you may want to get in on this while it's hot. I pulled up that post. I saw he's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, depending on freight costs, shipping costs, uh, I might throw my hat in the ring. I know Steve Sobel was on there. Don Pescone was on there. Yeah, all uh, the elites are aware of this. Yeah, so I, I think our Podmore Get Better listeners need to jump in on this. Someone's going to get lucky with this machine and it may still be green-lighted for two, three days after it arrives at your house. Yeah. I mean, you could. that's a money-making opportunity for at least two or three days. Yeah. So uh, we just wanted to start out with that. Sorry for interrupting there. No, no, that's all right. That's earth-shattering. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw some people getting tagged in that post, and I, I'm surprised no one sent over that PayPal yet. Uh, heck of a deal, 3200 bucks. Yeah, I, clearly it's drawing interest. Uh, some IT employees are asking for the cabinet ID, so maybe they're even interested in purchasing it themselves. Yeah. They, they realize what a great deal this is and uh, how out of, uh, out of the norm this opportunity is. Yeah, so. So, so even if you're already a homeowner and have your home edition, why not get a bar edition to go next to your home edition? Mm. And then put you could put your home edition in a bar and a bar edition in your home. Ooh, reverse psychology right there. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, we, anyway, we could definitely, so, definitely see anyway, some uh, cash flow on that. Wanted to get that out of the way right away. So if you're listening to this, on, we're recording on a Saturday afternoon. Because you know, that deal's so hot. It was we had to so hot. Up, we like, we got to get day. this podcast out today. Uh, but we want to talk about uh, events mode to start off here. Yeah, here we go. Coming yeah. back. Took a week off. Seems like it's it's been a couple weeks, but really it's only been one since the uh, <coughs> events mode. Uh, we took the week off this week. It's very sad. It's always sad to go in there and try to start up a game and not have an events mode. So yeah. hopefully eventually it'll be every week and not every other week. Yeah, seeing that box and it's not highlighted, it's just kind of, you know, grayed out or whatever, kind of a little frustrating there, but we'll I wonder, get to it. I wonder if that Las Vegas machine has events mode all the time. Ooh, mm, probably just collecting edition. cash right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we wanted to talk about this week's events mode. We got a little information from Kevin Lindsay. Not a little information. I'd say a lot of information. Yeah. About uh, what's going to happen this week. Uh, and it is a, I guess I don't know what if it's got a name, but it's a big, big contest. Yes, large. So it's a 100-person entry, and it's a mixed-up course. So we've got Summit, Alpine, and Tundra. I think we see a theme here. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it's six holes from each of those, so it's kind of like a, I don't well, sort of, sort of like a Freaky Friday in that regard, where it's, uh, they've picked a bunch of snow holes, uh, and they they Kevin sent over the list of the holes. All the holes that you don't want in there are in there. Uh, so it's a 100-person contest, $1 entry, uh, prize play entry, so it's a so $100 prize pool. $100 prize pool, there we go. 
And uh, the payouts, go ahead, Will. Yeah, payouts. First place is going to be $20. Second place, 15 Third place, 10 Fourth place, 8 Fifth place, $6. Sixth place, $5. Seven through 10 is $4. 11 through 15 is $2. 16 through 25, you get your dollar back. Mm-hmm. So as long as you finish in the top 25% of the contest, you're getting at least your dollar back. And 26 through 100, they really ramped this up. Instead of a couple virtual tees, five virtual tees. Five virtual tees. Uh, and the, the thing, I, I think this sounds like an interesting contest. Uh, again, they're, they're, this is, we talked last week about the things that, they've, that they haven't really messed with, that they could mess with. <coughs> uh, so la, uh, the last events mode was 25-person contest. Now they've gone the other way and done 100-person contest. What I really wish they would have done here is cut down the daily limit. So right now they're at a ten game daily limit, at least as we Same are as recording it's been for the previous ones. Yeah, yeah. The only the only time they haven't had a limit of ten, they had a limit of five, and that was the first week. The handicap and and very few people were even getting to that limit. So I I feel like they haven't really pulled that trigger yet. I mean, legitimately, I think it'd be really interesting if they had like a two or a three game per person daily limit on this because yeah. it is such a big contest it's going to slow it's going to feel a lot slower than the 25 mans from totally this. agree and i think given these courses and and some of the difficulty of some of the holes there's going to be a little bit of discouragement frustration is frustration yeah. from the For sure from the non-elite middle of the road players middle yeah. of the road players and so i think we, they won't get as much play and and you know with the with the twenty five man contest filling so quickly, there were definitely contests out there, especially during happy hour times on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, that you know there was no there was no bangers in those contests, and so that's not going to be the case here. There's going to be uh, Shark Tank, I think. I agree. So uh, I, I think this is going to bring back memories of those <clears throat> big nine hole prize play contests, whatever the hell those things were called. But to Tony's point, with 100 players in each contest and a daily limit of 10, uh, I would have liked to see, see it dialed back as well. Maybe five because they are going to fill slower. But I, I think this is going to be a, a tough get. I'll definitely experiment. I'll see how they go. I think some of the players who play during the day and do this professionally, those contests are going to run later in the happy hour, early evening. And then that ninth or 10th contest they play to the day, I think might still be open at 7, 8 p.m. Central Time, potentially. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like we, we kind of stopped tracking uh, how many we're filling each day. You know, we, the first couple weeks we tracked, oh, we think this many filled each day. They Obviously, those 25-man contests were filling extremely quickly. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, 100 of those filled every day, maybe a little bit less than that, 70, 70 to 100. Well, just by pure math, it's going to be a quarter as many. Because there are four times as many people in the contest. So you're looking at, I'd say, probably 20 to 25 of these filling each day. Uh, and with a 10-game daily limit, that's a pretty high percentage of, uh, of bangers or jobbers. Yeah, and I think throughout the course of the week, like you said, as folks start to realize that it's you know the same set of three courses, six, six holes from all three courses between Summit, Alpine, and Tundra. And to your point, the frustration level or getting discouraged with how they're shooting, seeing where they're placing in a 100-man tourney. I think as the week wears on, I think it's actually going to slow down in terms of filling, even though typically you start to see more tourneys filling up on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as it gets later in the week. People are going out for happy hour and so forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're going to see kind of a reverse trend where at the start of the week I think it'll be kind of heavy, and I think it'll level off midweek. 
and stay level throughout the end of the week, the weekend, if not drop down a little bit. So much like that Las Vegas deal, you want to get out, get out on this early. Yeah, get way. it while it's hot. Uh, I, I pulled up the, the information that Kevin sent. I was curious if they were doing anything with the winds, and he did. it does not mention any sort of ramped up winds. Uh, you know, it, it would make sense given, you know, some of the some uh, Tundra Peaks specifically always had a little bit higher winds than uh, <coughs> than the other than some of the other courses. So it'll be an, I I'll be interested to see if they they jack up the winds. Every every uh, wind combination so far has been what they call moderate winds, which is yeah. actually dialed down from regular prize play. So. Uh, all right, so that covers this week's events mode, uh, and uh, I think you know early on we want to get uh, get this sponsor out there. Yeah, we, we've got we've got some exciting news this week. It is kind of uh, the <laughs> the doldrums of the Golden Tee season. Last tournament of the year has finished, the Houston Open, Top Gun, Little Gun. We've got the world's announcements coming up. We don't have our first official PEGT tour event until March coming up. We've got the new course. No, February. February. Oh well, the first one we're going to oh is Sussex, but the oh, Orlando one is in February. I I, I messed that up. I, the I weekend after on, the Super Bowl, I did check on flights and I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on Orlando. But yeah, new sponsor. This this is pretty cool for the folks over at the Houston Tourney. I know there's been video taken of it as well. Uh, Meow Chopper, yeah, offering in a his new product. Speech, yeah, in in his speech, talked about the cream rising to the top once again. Tony, take it away. So, uh, based on that, he's uh, offering a new product, Meow's Milk. Ooh. Uh, so, this pairs really, really well with coffee and, uh, you know, really gets the flavors to rise to the top of that coffee. And, I like uh, it. And, uh, you know, it's that, it's that time of year, you know, it's cold outside, you want that warm drink. So, if you want the cream to rise to the top for your warm drink, go with Meow's Milk. Get some of Meow's Milk. You know, Tony, you got a little bit of a mustache. You yeah, might get yeah. some of that cream right in your mustache yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a coffee or tea drinker, so I'm not going to be using Meow's Milk in coffee or tea, but I'm an avid drinker of Gervais juice. So not only can I have my Gervais juice, but to top it off with some Meow's Milk. Mm. Oh, gosh, yes, delicious. Perfect. So anyway, I would encourage our, our listeners to look into uh, getting their hands on some Meow's Milk. Ooh, thanks, Evan Gossett. We, we wish you uh, good luck and success in your new endeavor, uh, squirting your milk all over the country here and looking for it yeah. to rise to the top. Uh, yes, thank you, Meow. Uh, next up, we want to talk about the dailies this week. We got a little bit of information from Kevin on that as well. Uh, I think the payouts are pretty consistent. I, they've, they've pretty much leveled off uh, in terms of, you know, Monday is, you know, 15 or 1600 bucks. Tuesday and Wednesday are kind of in that uh, thirteen or fourteen hundred. Thursday's back up to that fifteen or sixteen or seventeen hundred. I think last week, and then uh, the Freaky Friday's been kind of floating between four thousand and forty five hundred over yeah, the last, that sounds uh, last bit. Uh, and I think it's no different this week. Um, the there's we're back to uh, having a mix up Monday. Oh, that's uh, exciting! Mix up Monday took a week off last week. Took some of that uh, supplemental PTO for the mix up Monday. Uh, this week it'll be on Summit Lakes. So. Uh, it's a it's a it's a uh, cold weather week here, so we've got the uh, winter solstice coming up, and so they must have uh, focused on the winter. So we got Summit Lakes on the mix up Monday, and then um, you know the regular rotation of courses for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No throwback Thursday yet, uh, and then Friday is what's being called Let It Snow Freaky Friday. So I assume it'll be kind of a so, sounds like a tagline for Meow's Milk right there. Yeah, Let It Snow. 
so I assume it'll be kind of like uh, the mix-up, like the events mode this week, the Summit, the Alpine, and the Tundra. Snow courses, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of... Elkhorn, maybe he's got some... Is there some snow on Elkhorn? Yeah, I think there is. As you got into the backside yeah. of that course, and sometimes early on, sometimes the play was a throw it in there. I don't know if they'll select those holes or not. Uh, but I got to say, last week, on the Freaky Friday preview video, Kevin Lindsay dressed up for his Christmas party, looking all nice. I, I don't know if he uh, was going to someone else's wedding, but nice button-up shirt on, looking good. I couldn't tell if he had been to Jazz's jean shop and yeah. was sporting the jeans or not. But, yeah, looking sharp, Kevin, looking sharp. Yeah, no, uh, I think it would have paired really nice with some Jazz's jeans. I couldn't tell from the video. You know, it's kind of kind of cut off at the belt line, so it's tough to tough to see. But I I would assume, you know, he's a supporter of the PMGB con, uh, podcast, and you know, I assume he supports our sponsors as well, and might have paired that with some Jazz's jeans. Yeah, he's uh he, he's been doing really good. We uh, reached out to him. I think it was Thursday or Friday. He was he was actually responding. I, I don't know if he was in the office working or working from home again. Yep. Uh, but Kevin Lindsay was on top of it, sent us some screenshots of internal IT documents in regards to this Freaky Friday, this new events mode. So shout out to Kevin. That's always super cool. Uh, nice to have you as a part of that. I, I couldn't see the jeans, though. He uh, he missed a putter, a chip, wasn't too thrilled with his, uh, I think it was a six, but then seven, then eight hole Freaky Friday preview. And after a missed putter, missed chip, he just turned that turned that stream off and got the hell out of it. <laughs> I, I watched for a while. I must have gotten distracted by something. I must have maybe only caught like five holes. but You, you must have seen a hot new bar edition home machine available yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I made up for it. I made up for not watching all of, the, uh, st- all of Kevin's stream by playing a lot of the Freaky Friday. Uh, yeah. I did. Uh, that was yesterday. I played quite a few. I, I went back and looked. I played 18 rounds. Mm. Um. So, uh, you know, that's probably a little bit more than I normally play, but I ended up with a good result, so uh, so it's worth it. Uh, and it was a fun one. I kind of ended up having fun with it. There were some pretty good foals out there. Uh, a couple of, like, not quite drivable, almost drivable holes where you had to make a chip. or So it was a, yeah. I thought it was a fun one. Yeah, I think there were uh, three holes where you could drive it up fairly close and leave yourself just a mid-range chip, and that could definitely swing par. I... I had one hole out and one chip in and another missed chip uh, looking for that three better, but in theory it was a two better. I mean, I'll probably say it was a .5 worse or something. Well, we ended up here at the Fox Den, we ended up, I, I was the first one to play it, and I ended up using streaks. And so when I was telling people about some shots, I said, oh, I think you really do want the streaks because Cumberland hole two, we were getting down there for a 30-yard chip or so. Um, Monument Valley 15, I want to say. Uh, which is the uphill uh, one. We ended up, in a lot of cases, ha- having a, a 10 to 20-yard chip on that, which wouldn't, I don't think have been possible without the streaks. Yeah. And then um, Greek Hills, par 5, like, I don't know, hole 11 or so. Uh, yeah, ended it had up, a 15 crosswind. Had, yeah, a yeah, 15 kind of tail crosswind. And, <coughs> and we ended Excuse up, me. Uh, I ended up being in the front bunker most of the time, but I did get on my, my best round, I did get on and make my double eagle putt on that hole and definitely would not have been possible without streaks, so... Uh, that's why we ended up going with streaks, and the, the foals were pretty good with the streaks. Yeah, and you finished fifth, correct? Yep. Yeah, nice yeah. nice work there. I... <coughs> Excuse me. Will's been a little under the weather. Yeah, I think I mentioned that last week, and it's starting to uh, starting to get better, but still a little bit of a scratchy throat. And then uh, today we got Agave for the daily. Uh, you've already dropped a three-better yep. and taken out Seth Sandifer. Uh, I think it was 110,000 shot points to 107. Yep. Uh, eat shit, Seth. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, uh, and I just <coughs> barely shot at 17. Uh, I remember you, you seeing, got that hit the trickle. buttons, hit the buttons. Yeah, I got that little trickle effect. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, got 
picked up like 10,000 there, which was enough to, to pass Seth. So, uh, tough break, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, although, as we perhaps he's still playing. Maybe he uh, is making me eat shit. Yeah, it's only uh, early afternoon here on uh, Saturday, December 18th. So, lots of time left. Uh, Agave Ranch, I think it was a pretty straightforward setup. Uh, I don't think there was anything that was terribly... Uh, Terribly tough, I want to say. No, the 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 par three like hole twelve where I was doing the nine hybrid. Oh, that's uh, correct. That it could be a tough setup. I ended up finding kind of a full there with my nine hybrid. Nobody else has a nine hybrid, but uh, so I ended up playing that and uh, wasn't so bad. Yeah, you were all over that one. Uh, but uh, we got a bit of a slow week this week, and Ooh. so we've got some emails. Uh, first, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <coughs> You know, Excuse me. It says, uh, it reads, Dear PMGB Podcast, uh, the courses have been out for a couple months now. Yeah. And I just want to hear your general thoughts on them uh, now that you've got some experience. Uh, signed, S. Ripper. S. Ripper. So thank you, S. Ripper. I wonder if his first name rhymes with his last name. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. <coughs> S. Ripper. Stripper? Uh, yeah, Stripper Ripper. <laughs> yeah, I, I should change my uh, sp- <coughs> screen name to that. <coughs> Excuse me, right, gosh. So let's uh, let's give so, uh, S. Ripper what he wants here. Let's talk about so the courses. Mr. Ripper, Stripper Ripper. Um, yeah, with the courses being out for a couple months now, I've I've played a decent amount because you want to get a good feel for them. Knew I was probably going to go to the Houston tournament, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get in that course knowledge, try out some different clubs and different balls, seeing what's working on them. Uh, I like these courses. I think they're pretty solid. I haven't really, outside of Agave, um, you get a couple different looks at it. Um, in terms of like, was it hole 16, that long par three, which reminds me of Royal Dubai number yeah, 18. I think one of my favorite par threes ever. Yeah, I think I think outside that hole, Agave's, you know, more for the masses, pretty pretty straightforward. It, I it takes, I think it takes a lot of work to uh, really do damage to your score on that course. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, hole 16, really. Yeah, I, otherwise I think most players are going to play that pretty straight up. Cat Andreas Beach, obviously you have to have a lot of uh, high tees on that hitting over rocks, hitting over, you know, the rock formations and so forth. Sandhill, I still uh, still only find myself playing it probably just a couple rounds a week. I don't uh, I don't play it terribly often. That course really frustrates me, uh, probably due to some stubbornness, not using that yeah. uh, super two iron that you use for hole 18. Yeah, that helps quite a bit. Uh, middle course, Beals Creek, probably my favorite course this year, uh, okay. probably because I think I get my best return on that. My well, best, that always uh, helps. Yeah, best overall, you know, placement in terms of a 50-man tournament finishing places already talked about agave and then lastly moving on to pembroke pembroke i think is a really solid course i think folks are going to shy away a little because because you can't really hit that super high number like you can on catedreus beach yeah it's the it's the the worst par of yeah the year. so that that's typically a 27 i believe and I don't want to say it's going to dissuade people from playing it but folks are always looking to shoot their all-time best last couple years is People are getting their all-time best and joining Mark Stenmark's under 30 official yeah, under 30 club. Yeah, I saw a club. couple uh, in the last couple of days, a couple of new members. Yeah, so overall I think these are a uh, good selection of courses where it goes from uh, tough to easy, definitely. I, I would obviously rate Sand Hills the toughest. So you, you said Sand Hill you play the least. Correct. What uh, Ranking how much you play each course the rest for the other the other four. What, what Which one do you play the most? Uh, Beal's the most... Agave and Pembroke are probably tied uh, for number two, so two, three, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Caddy Dreas four, and then Sandhill five. Okay. I, I don't find myself playing Caddy Dreas and Sandhill that often. Sandhill definitely the least. Yeah. 
And I, following up what you said on, on Pembroke, I think I, I agree that ultimately some of the, the mid-tier players like to shoot those low scores. And uh, and par being the worst on, on Pembroke, I think that would let – and it being the furthest to the right, I think that hurts, you know, actually the fifth course yeah. hurts as well. So it gets a little bit less play that way. So I, I would I would imagine if we had the data – and uh, if someone wanted to send us the data on which courses are being played most, I'd certainly be welcome to talk about it. That would be some juicy content yeah. during this slower time of the year. That yeah. would be great information to have and to uh, share with folks. But I would suspect Pembroke's probably the mm, Pembroke or Sand Hill is probably the least. Um, but also, also the bunkers on on Pembroke. I think that uh, you know we talk about not being able to make a very big score other than hole sixteen on Agave. Well, if you get in some of those bunkers on on Pembroke. Uh, you can get a frustrating high number real quick if you don't know how to get out of those effectively. Um, and then for me, I think I end up playing Catadreus the most, and then probably Sandhill after that. And the other three, I kind of I go in waves. So I'll, uh, I'll go in a wave where I like to play Beals a lot, and then I'll go in a wave where I like to pay, play Pembroke. But for sure, it's Catadreus 1 and, and Sandhill 2. Um, yeah, and uh, the other three are probably 3, 4, 5, really depending equal. on the week or depending on the month a little bit. Uh, but I think uh, I like Sandhill the best. I think it's the most interesting course. Um, Definitely, Cat is the easiest to go low on. You know, see a lot of lot of minus thirties. You know, not getting first or second on that course because uh, it's a very scorable course. And as people start to learn what gets over, uh, what high tees required, you know, six wood, five wood to get over some of these big uh, cliffs on on Catadreus, they start to score a lot better. Yeah, great, great question. Uh, S Ripper, Stripper yes. Ripper. I'm not sure if it's Stripper, uh, but yeah, S Ripper. Thanks for a question. Uh, judging by, there's a guy out in uh, Vermont who has a very similar name. His name is Skipper Ripper, oh. and that guy's always on the stream. Uh, we could potentially get him to chime in because that guy's streaming all the time. He might have the most rounds played outside of Paul Anthony Luna, and I actually pulled it up. Yeah. Paul Anthony Luna is still sitting at a 467 currently. Well, hold that thought. We've got a we've got another mailbag question here. Ooh, open it up. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, dear PMGB podcasters, uh, I find myself with a pathetic 469 yard longest drive. 469. 469. Uh, what holes would you recommend I target this year to try to improve on that? Signed. Richard K. Richard K. So Richard K. with a 469. Uh, hey, that's a long drive. Uh, not as long as some, but uh, Richard, keep trying. And uh, will I? You know, for me personally, I, I think it's it's Pembroke is going to be your course. Uh, Agreed, Richard K. Um, and specifically for me, I play streaks on that course, so I can't get ramps. But I know Will, you've got a shot that you've been playing and getting some long drives on. So why don't you describe that? Yeah, on Pembroke Hole Five. There are two different tee boxes, kind of all spread out the same distance, kind of just long long and wide. Hole five. Not, yeah, hole five, Pembroke hole, hole five. And basically, no matter where it drops you, it's going to give you your driver pointer into kind of a narrow gap on the fairway. Yep. Most people are going to hit straight back, straight forward. I will typically try to have that pointer line up to the left side of the fairway, right okay. along the left edge where it turns into rough. And there's a mound right there. Yeah, and if you hit, yep. yeah, if you hit a driver roll, just a standard tee driver no roll. No okay. No low, no high, and just standard tee roll. Huge C three, spinning C three. Hopefully you can get that one fifty eight. I know Andy Haas says it can't be done. I've gotten one fifty eights. Oh yeah. I've I also, have as well. 
I've also driven it longer than 469 on that hole. I think I've YouTubed a couple, thrown them up there. Um, a couple over five, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and obviously the, tailwind helps. Tailwind that helps. Without saying. And you kind of get a, a fairway ramp, and if it hits the hill once and you have a bit of a tailwind, nice and juicy, because there's so much fairway behind it that you can't get in trouble. Um, unlike Pembroke 16, where... You know, you can get that big ramp, but there's no fairway there. Right. Even if you land the green, it doesn't count as a fairway drive, so it's not going to impact your long drive record. They should have, they should have put a little patch of fairway just way out there. Oh, just, just to in tease. case stop there. Just so it's to like tease. 680 yard fairway. Oh drive. gosh, that that would have been fun. Maybe they'll do that when they Gen do Z uh, next year. Well, may, maybe thought. when they update tee boxes, pin positions, and yeah. so forth, maybe we could get a little patch that comes through, uh, nestle some green out there. I mean, hell for the you know, the, the average player that could be a layup spot. For someone trying to get that long drive, that could be a drivable target right there. Yeah. So Richard K, um, yeah. great question. Uh, Pembroke five, that's my choice for long drive. We talked about folks trying to chase low scores this year, trying to improve on their best score. Caddy Dreas Beach, that's that's your best yep. option, in my opinion, uh, for those mid level and earlier players. Uh, you're trying to set that long drive to impress your friends. Uh, so you can go up to Paul Luna at your first tournament ever. Talk about how you got longer drive than Paul Luna. Boom. Pembroke 5, as long as you're not playing streaks, I think the remainder of the balls that uh, react pretty well and use some of that spin, just hit a driver roll, C3, and I think you'll be hitting over 467 yards in no time. A 469. 469. Uh, in case Richard there's anyone K. else there that's, yes. that's uh, kind of in that same same ballpark, same ballpark that yeah. uh, might also need some advice on how to get them improve their long drive. Uh, something we don't talk about quite as much, though. I I'd also like to give a little advice. Ooh, long uh, putt, long putt. Oh, this is this so is. So I always get asked house. this. I always get asked, how did you get a 200, 200 foot long putt? Because most of the time, your putter maxes out at, depending on what ball is going, one thirty five, one forty, and depending on the slope of the green. So if you're gonna go for a long putt record this year, first of all, gotta have the, gotta play the Vanguard balls. Vanguards check. Uh, so that goes without saying, uh, and then you go to Pembroke. Same thing. Pembroke hole one. Ooh. Incredibly large, flat. flat green. You can get to <coughs> 220 feet, no problem. Oh, so, boy. Uh, if you want to impress your friends with a long putt record, go to Pembroke. Set those long putts. And uh, some, a lot of other courses, so like uh, Catadreus hole one, that green's pretty big. It's not 220 foot putt big, uh, but you can get certainly 160 foot or so but uh sand hill one if you're messing around sand hill one typically seems to be in the front portion of that green so yeah. in theory you can throw it to the I back i think it only go i think that that green is all i think i've looked <laughs> 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 i think that green is only only really maxes out like 140 foot putt or 100 maybe 150 if i remember correctly but uh, but yeah and actually if you're at 150 feet that's that's not a good spot to be for vanguards because that ball will roll over oh really oh yeah it'll turbo Anywhere between like 140 and like 180, she's rolling over. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I've not played around with them. You I know what I haven't I done? Actually, I haven't looked at my uh, my miles per hour on those putts. I oh should my look gosh, at that. that's interesting. I'm gonna go home after this podcast. We, just... we need to get you a uh, stream machine at your house. Well, and I wonder. So we talk about uh, you know my streaks don't ramp on hole five or any mm-hmm. any hole. Uh, I wonder what the vanguards would react to on that. I wonder if they would ramp better or worse. I don't know. How, how do they All right, play this for guy, that'll, that'll be it for the week. Yeah. I'm going to go home and uh, test out Pembroke for the day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so thank you, Richard K. For, and uh, S. Ripper for your emails this week. We really appreciate it. And uh, any listeners want to send emails our way, please feel free.
Yeah, either or, uh, or, uh, Tony, Facebook Messenger or whatever. Myself, yeah, shoot it up there. Twitter. Uh, you, can, you can comment in our posts that we typically uh, do yep. after we release the podcast, and it's formally up on iTunes and Anchor. Uh, in that regard, I just want to give a shout-out once again to Paige, Steve, Russ, Dan, the folks we'll over at P. Yeah, yeah well, the folks over at PGT Tour. Uh, I, I didn't put up a after Houston wrap-up summary on Facebook. Uh, a lot of folks did, but they just run such an efficient tournament, and it's so fun. Um, they do such a fantastic job. So I'm, I'm really trying to get out to more tourneys this year because they are so good, and everything just runs smooth. And then obviously just seeing all the guys and gals out at these tourneys is just an absolute blast. And then you got Richard King at these things with Golden Tee TV streaming them like crazy. Mm-hmm. He gets there, he edits the video, he's doing different overlays and I'm getting things a, like I'm that. getting a push notification about once a day at this point with, uh, oh, such and such match is now up on uh, yep. on the Golden TV channel. Yeah, and then uh, if you go to events.goldentee.tv, that is also one of Golden Tee TV's uh, websites, he has a media archive in there, so you don't have to go to YouTube. Uh, YouTube more so has the videos, but on his events.goldentee.tv page, he has a lot of pictures from tournaments, and some of those pictures uh, are pretty crazy. Um, he's got a great camera setup. I think he's got two or three different cameras. Uh, I think a lot of his camera gear and video equipment, they're probably in the range of some people's mortgages. Um, yeah. he, he texts me back and forth about equipment specs a lot, and I just... My jaw just drops. But he has some great pictures up there. Uh, unfortunately, they're not censored. So if you are looking to see Danny Boy's tongue, you're going to find it. A lot of a lot of versions of Danny Boy's oh, tongue? This thing is long. I'm talking Dang. like... Letting the camera like, know it? Oh, it's like a seven-incher. Tony, it's <laughs> Gene Simmons a kiss, but at a Golden Tee tournament. It's uh, horrifying and shocking, and sometimes I just can't turn away. Oh. It's... Uh, pretty crazy so a uh, little inside information here that we're here at the pmgb studios uh we're in here we're in uh the small room that uh mike Soros plays in so he's kind of got his own little room that he's got a machine in uh kind of keeps to himself a little bit more than the rest of us but uh this is where we always do our podcast run so i'm as we're chatting here i'm, I'm watching uh you know who gets a lot of ultra shots mike Soros gets a lot of ultra shots and and he had one on uh sand hill Whole, uh, whatever that hole is where you got to go over the trees. The trees, like, like, yeah. Like, whole five or whole six. Uh, it was a dunk. He clipped the tree and dunked it. So that got me thinking. Not only, first of all, he gets a lot of dunk ultra shots. And that was just updated this week. So, uh, you know, now the ultra shots count as double shotties. I'm curious if the tree, because we've talked about how the, the kind of the joke, the running joke is, well, it hit, it, since it hit the pin, it doesn't count as an ultra shot, yeah. which is, of course, ridiculous. But, uh, but apparently that, that is a real thing. But uh, but I'm wondering if clipping a tree and dunking also negates the ultra shot. That's interesting. But uh, so in, anyway, yeah. So the ultra shots were released this week. And just so yeah, Mike Soros gets a lot of ultra shots. Yeah, some of his highlights are pretty ridiculous on here. I, I don't know if he sends it to YouTube a lot, and I don't think he plays a uh, very common ball. I can't recall offhand what ball he plays. I don't. Th- it's Maniacs? not streaks. Yeah, it's, it's not streaks, it's not grabbers, it's not razors, it's not barrage, it's not vanguards. Maybe um, it's maniacs. It might be maniacs, uh, but it definitely has kind of a, I don't know, it's soft. It lands soft, Ooh, it seems gentle. Like. Yeah, speaking of soft, there is something that is not soft here. We got something that goes hard, 
and that is Tony Johnson's no whammies picks. <laughs> so the last we're I was on a little roll, right? We yeah. I was six and zero, oh, and then two la, two weeks ago I went one and one, and so last week I also went one and one. I had mm-hmm. uh, I had chosen the Rams minus three, and they ended up losing in a defensive battle that was pretty pretty <laughs> tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, and then I had so I lost that bet, and then I had Seattle minus three, in also a very another very tough game to watch. Not only from a anyone's perspective, but also from a Vikings fan perspective. Agreed. Uh, and uh, so I did win that one. So I was one and one last week. And Will, you had the same, you had the same uh, line bets uh, as last week. Uh, so this week we've got. Uh, we've got a couple games today, so it's a Saturday. We're not going to talk about the lines from this game, the, the games today. So it's Jets and Titans? Titans at the Jets, I believe, at the 3.30 Central okay. game, the uh, early game, and I can't recall the evening one. Uh, it is uh, Browns at uh, Browns at Broncos. Ooh. So, uh, yes. So Case uh, Keenum, Baker Mayfield. <sighs> juicy. Yeah. <laughs> sort of juicy. But the uh, the uh, the games that we'll be talking about. So Sunday night's game is the Eagles at the Rams. I saw that Carson Wentz officially went to out for he this gone. game. Yeah, so, like a fractured vertebrae. So uh, yeah, let's not play with that. Uh, take a couple weeks off, Carson. Uh, but uh, so the line, which was a lot lower than this, the line with that information moved to Rams minus thirteen at home. At oh, home. Wow. Uh, so <clears throat> it'll be Nick Foles now as the QB. Obviously, there wasn't a huge drop off from that last year. Yeah, Super Bowl, uh, and I wouldn't say Carson Wentz is, as as a Carson Wentz fantasy football owner. I can, can I can confirm that Carson Wentz has not had a particularly good year. No. Uh, so we'll see if that really even it matters all that much. So the the line is Rams minus thirteen, and the over under is fifty two. And we talked about the and I uh, we talked about the Rams and their kind of pathetic performance last Sunday night, uh, and I expect them to come out. Guns a blazing. I agree, especially against the banged up Eagles secre- secretary, secondary, <laughs> banged up secretary. Oh boy, scandalous! Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm worried about kind of a backdoor cover from the Eagles on this one. A late TD that gets it down to 12 points that the Rams don't end up carrying. I'm going to go the over. I think I think it's going to be a, a run up score, and I think it's going to be like 35 24 or something like that. Uh, so I'm going to go the over 52 for the Eagles Rams. I think uh, I think the Eagles absolutely get smoked. Uh, however, I'm going to go against you. I'm actually going to take the under 52. Ooh. Yeah, so we got TJ gotta... over and Will under. On the All under, right. correct. Okay. Uh, next up, the Monday night game. Monday night game. Which probably looked a lot better on the schedule, say, four weeks ago. Before yeah. the Panthers started losing all their games. Uh, we've got Saints at Panthers. So the Panthers are getting six and a half at home. Uh, and I like that. Oh, the, oh and I should mention the over under of fifty and a half. Uh, I am gonna take the home team, and I'm gonna take that six and a half points, uh, and I'm gonna roll with it. So I'm gonna take Panthers plus six and a half at home against the Saints. Uh, I'm gonna join you on that one. Some of these, uh, some of these primetime games, it it seems like teams find a way to get in there and cover that. I think uh, with Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, they. They seem to have, you know, kind of that dual threat going on. Um, and there's something about this division. These teams always t- tend to play close. Saints and Tampa Bay yeah. always seems to be close. Tampa Bay and Panther. I mean, it seems like these games are close. Uh, they always end up se- seem to be a little more 
little lower scoring than some of the other games, but uh, but anyway, I'll take. Uh, so if I was going to bet the over under, I'd, I'd take the under, but I will not be, uh, and I'll take the Panthers plus six and a half. And it sounds like Will, you'll be joining. Yeah, me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be joining you on that. The uh, the Saints in an outdoor game, even though it is uh, decent weather, uh, kind of scares me. Yeah, dome yeah. games indoors, especially at home. I love the Saints. I love mm-hmm. to uh, lay a lot of cash on that. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes the Saints do falter. Luckily, oh. my bookie. Uh, does pick up uh, his winnings, my losses, his winnings, uh, where I work. He even stops into my work. I have oh, coworkers right. saying, oh, who's that? Is that one of your friends? I say, that's my bookie coming to collect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that bookie can be a real pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, that I think Panthers six and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're Panthers both on it. Got, uh, got to roll that. And uh, go Vikings tomorrow. Yeah, school. Oh, I got to win. We, we need it. Dolphin down, dolphin down. I, I don't have much else. Do you have anything crazy? No, kind like, of like a we, slow week. We we actually we were worried we'd uh, not even get to thirty minutes this week, but uh, here we are at thirty six. I think uh, big thanks to the emailers this week. Uh, yeah. Next week, I'm not even sure what the heck we're going to talk about next week. We're don't we're not even going to have an events mode to talk about. Uh, so please, please send emails. Yeah. And sponsors, we're willing to accept multiple sponsors. Uh, so please send send in that information and uh, yeah. Until next week. This is uh, Tony Johnson, a.k.a. Whammy. Will Sandstead, a.k.a. Strix Nebulosa. Soon to be Stripper Ripper. (laughs) And uh, signing off. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy events mode. Enjoy.